sorted out. We're all okay. All right, good. Everyone's in? Yep. We're recording anyway. Excellent. Welcome to Beervana, everyone. This is uh, me sitting with Phil and George from the Beer Diary podcast. Hello. Good afternoon. Crossover episode. Dun, dun, it is a crossover. The second official crossover episode, well, the third official, actually, because you joined us yeah. and we, at yeah. Gabs. I joined you at Gabs. And then I joined you guys for an unreleased. We finally put it online this morning. This morning. Oh, okay. There we go. A, exactly a year late. Yep. Yeah. Well, sorry, 364 days late because <laughs> yeah. it was Saturday, I think we recorded. Yeah. So we thought it was next weekend last year as well, just to get super technical. Okay. Wow. <laughs> in our defense, the audio was terrible. It was. And it's it taken me a year to work to level out up in right, the producer right. how to get it so and it's actually listenable. I'm still not happy yeah. with it. So that was a, um, sitting in this very room, we recorded a bit of a Q&A and a bit of a podcast. Yeah. Unintentional Q&A, but uh, Matt, yes. our good friend Matt, joined us for a bit of a few questions. <laughs> yep. um, it was good. I enjoyed it. Denise from Stone. In Pink Boots. In Pink Boots. Yep. Um, I did promise her that I'd, I'd get a beer um, from the Pink Boots stand. I haven't had one yet, so I'm going to have to do that later on. There's, there's lots three, of good three ones. Three more there. sessions. Yes. I'm not going to be at all of them. Oh. You said there's lots of good ones? Lots what, of what good ones. What are the Pink Boots beers this year? We've, they've got the ones that uh, you'll know, the two beers. Yep. They've got the taco and the red velvet, I think it is. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, red velvet. Red velvet's pretty fun. Yeah. Taco's always a taco. Maybe I'll have that. Yeah, no, the, I had the red velvet earlier, which is really good. The Unity 2.0? Yeah, the stout. Yeah, unite, unite. Sorry, yeah, um, is is tasty as great. Yeah, really, really good. And uh, I'm leaving more for later. The cr- there's the Craftworks collaboration, which I read about in the media. Where um, they freeze, she, yeah, the, the distilled or whatever. It I is can't remember the, it. the brewer's name, but she took it up from Queenstown. Yeah, she went yeah. snowboarding, left it in the snow for the day, then came back and then took the ice off the top, and it yep. went up like six percent or something ridiculous. Yeah. That's M- I might be making that up. There was a great photo in the uh, Target Daily Times, which I'll, I'll put up when I do this in the show notes. Um, she's standing there in her snowboarding gear. There's kind of snowboarding mist behind yeah. her, and a and powdery like mist. plastic ferment. Yeah, and the home of, brew. Yeah, yeah. She's like, that is the best photo. That's yeah, rockstar photo. brewing. Yeah. 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 And it's kind That's of... So, the kind of photo that needs to be up here. Yeah. So before we started recording, um, <laughs> Phil and I were talking about... We were sitting in this room at the Westpac Stadium in Wellington. the Pavilion Bar. The Pavilion Bar. and Fancy name for an unfancy room. We've got... All sorts of uh, rock legends. You got your Mick Jagger, your Elton John, who we argued whether or not he was looking good or not. I think he's looking pretty good. I think it's a terrible photo. And I'm kind of a fan. Yeah. I think that's a terrible photo. But you're right that that's the worst photo ever of Bowie. David Bowie. (laughs) um, Who else we got over there? Trying to eat Angus from ACDC. John Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi. Oh, that's John. He's looking really horrible there. Oh, he does. He looks terrible. Okay, I take it back. Elton John, in comparison, looks amazing. (laughs) Tana Umanga. I'm and a big Tano fan. Who's this guy who looks just like Richie McCaw? I figured you'd know, George. Which one? This oh, guy. Oh, but it's Ryan Nelson. Yeah. Uh, yeah Ryan Nelson. Could you, uh, Cullen? Yep. Who I love. One uh, of the classics. All, all black superstar. Random luchador. The luchador. Anyway, the point being, because people can't see this, this is a horrible <laughs> yeah. segment for <laughs> a podcast. Radio. Great radio. Um, the point is that it's all sport, sports ball and music and, well, one wrestling thing. There's no beer. Thing. There's sports. no beer people. Wrestling and is sports. And we're going to get, that's ballet. Oh, sorry, Luke will get angry, yeah. <laughs> angry emails about that. That's sports entertainment, I think you're yeah, right. Yeah, that's what they call it these days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's no, as we said, there's no Joss from Garage Project. Yeah. There's no Stu Yeasty Boys. There's no Richard Emerson. Richard Emerson. snowboarding with a plastic <laughs> bucket of beer. Yeah, exactly. And I think. I think we just go guerrilla styles. We just print it out ourselves. And, and just hang stick it up, it up on the wall. Over John Bon Jovi. It would. It would be hilarious to see. It yeah. would bring the room together. It would. It would tie the room together. Yeah. Um, now, we've got two beers in front of us as well, so we, I, I think do. we should probably open one of them. What have we got, Phil? You scrunched up a couple of beers. I did. Uh, so Tiaro Brewing, their Chardonnay barrel fermented, Brett fermented 
something. IPA. Yes, IPA. You guys would both say, I will take your word for it. Um, Why would you think we're liars? I not Well, there's a difference between lying and being wrong. Um, but I don't Why know. would you think we're wrong? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. So, I'm, so I'm deferring. Tiaro is, is a newish brewery out of Tiaro yeah. and, and here in Wellington. Yep, it's kind of the, the suburb name for central Wellington. It basically is Tiaro for out of towners. Yep. Um, do you want to put that mic down and crack it open and then we can, can uh, do that. have a taste? Um, I think I know enough about them to, to say a few things. It's a home brew store here in, in Wellington. Um, yep, and they're right. sort of branching off into a brewery. And this is kind of their first commercial outing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know uh, soups on more than you do, but uh, my understanding is, is that they're kind of going 120% straight out of the door. They're not right. going with the golden and the stout and the maybe a, an IPA. All of a sudden, it's, it's kind of barrel-fermented, breads all over the place. Um, and mixed results, but this is this is it's tasty. You kind of have to do that in Wellington right now. You can't come out with a golden ale and get any yep. attention because this is the attention grabbing move, yep. which makes commercial sense. The brewer or one of the brewers is it's also behind Choice Brothers. Choice Bros. Choice Bros. We're not sure. Um, it's like an abbreviation, but we think it just goes Choice Bros. They're kind of infamous, and I'm hoping to get a chance to chat with him this weekend. So you can talk about the, the stag se- semen beer. Stag semen I beer. I heard you guys talking about that on the last episode. That Tur- was- turns out we were incorrect and thought it was a female brewer. Yes, because um, the brewer's name is Kerry, yes. which Kelly Ryan from Fork and Brewer gets all the time as well. Yes, and yeah. so our last episode for, for keen listeners will notice that we were referring to it as a female brewer the whole time. Yeah. Um, and then I, I was introduced to him last night, and said, oh, that's the brewer behind the... Stag semen beer. Yeah. Man, that lady's got a very impressive beard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so hopefully we can get a chance to chat to them. And it was, it was, it's interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave that for that chat, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, him in general, he's made some really nice, uh, well, relatively normal beers. I really liked his West Coast IPA challenge beer, which was called I'm Afraid of Americans. Yep. Um, but yeah, he's, he's then he's, he, Agreed to do the stag semen beer for Green Man and at the most recent other big beer festival around here, well, smaller than this by an order of magnitude, but still a big deal, uh, the Winter Ale Festival. He yep. had the rather out there roast lamb dinner beer. Ah, yes. Which is... The I, look on your face, George. That's my that official good. pick for the worst beer I've had in the last five years. It was... Yeah. Yeah, I... I I'm trying to be thinking of something to say that was nice about it. But I, I think it was a perfectly it. fine thing to try and a great thing to try at a festival. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was kind of my verdict on the semen beer was if you yeah. made something like that under your own label for your own reasons. He's got that great point about how we're all, us Westerners, so hypocritical that we would freak out about a semen beer but we eat eggs every morning for breakfast. Yep. He's, he's right. That's yep. not why Green Man wanted him to do it. No. So if he had done exactly that beer at Winter Ale Festival... I would be, it would have been great. It would have been so great. Well, I think Dave on the last podcast sort of made the point of there wasn't really a reason for it. No, and, and just it, so that blokey blokes and the green man could yeah, backslap yeah. and go her her. And for me, you know, like I'm a huge fan of nose to tail eating. Yeah. Um, I think there's a reason for that because we're killing something. Let's devour as much as we can. Use it. it. Yeah. yeah. But like I'm going to get really crude right now to jack something off and then create fluids when you've as also a result. Ag- also acknowledged that it makes no material difference to the no. beer. So it really, that becomes a gimmick. Yeah. But it's a gimmicky place, right? Yeah. So. But yes, at let's, least it wasn't as let's bad as the move on because I don't want to dwell on that too much. Cause <laughs> Fair enough. It, it, you know, buzz- it's got enough press already. Let's leave that to buzz. I'm still angry about the roast lamb beer though. <laughs> okay. 
Um, now, you guys are involved in the seminars here at Beavana. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that. So this came about because we did a couple of live podcasts last year. Yeah. And friend of the show, Beth Brash, is now uh, Mr. Manager in For charge of Beavana. <laughs> I tried that joke on her earlier. She's not enough of an Arrested Development fan <laughs> yeah. to, to like it. <laughs> um, but... Uh, there was a very quick turnaround between uh, the Wellington the Culinary Events Trust... Yeah, the change of ownership. ...buying um, Beavana from Dave Cryer. So a lot to get up and running yes. in a short amount of time. So um, Beth shoulder tapped us and asked us to basically curate the, um, the seminars this year. Um, With the help of a couple other people. Yeah, like so, so we, t- we shoulder task tapped... Force. So we kind of joined forces with uh, Beyond the Achievements, which is a uh, video blog. Vlog? Is that mm. still a word? Uh, oh, it's the second time I've heard of it today, so I think there it must go. still it's be a word. word. Use it yeah. some but general kind of geek culture sort of yeah. thing. So, uh, Crossover is uh, pretty nice and obvious. Yeah. <laughs> do a periscope is basically the... Yeah. Do, do it on a periscope. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, the seven of us have got together, kind of worked out a schedule, and uh, there's an events company which is managing the kind of actual physical stuff of it but we've wrangled the beers behind the scenes and the guests and, and the, the people kind of, and all that kind yeah. of stuff so, yeah. and how have they gone we've, well, we're only one session in uh, yeah the two that were earlier today there was a session on beer and cans that was from a very kind of practical perspective a guy who works in the the factory who makes all the beer cans in New Zealand was right. here explained the process all that kind of thing we had a brewer we had Kieran from North End who will be doing almost all their packaging in cans and he was talking about it from that angle which was really good it seemed like there were a lot of industry people in that session which yeah, was really I, good I was worried when because the Vizzy guys started uh, it's a canning company they started off talking and it was very, very technical, technical lots yeah. of slides about cross sections of beer yeah. and the ink and stuff and I'm like oh they're falling asleep but actually everyone seemed into it and the questions yeah. were more mm. towards the, the canning side rather this than the this is the, the Friday daytime session so this is, you know, this is people who take the day off work yeah yeah or are involved in the industry and yeah yeah, exactly. This is work for them. So that's why we put that session in this block. Yeah. And also, for similar reasons, we had a, an IP lawyer, intellectual property lawyer, came on. I would talked, have liked to enjoy that, but I, he, I didn't... He talked trademarks and things, which was, which was really great. He had some excellent examples of, you know, the difference between beer names that are really easily trademarkable but kind of useless from a marketing perspective because they don't yeah. mean anything. Yeah. And then the opposite end, beer names that are really useful because they describe the beer really well, but they're really hard to trademark because lots of other people want to use that yeah. Yeah. word, um, which was a really good way of looking at the tension. We've never, um, in Australia, outside of Thunder Road and Carlton Drive, Thunder Road, trying to sort of appropriate the yeah. CUB yep. traditional um, names. And th- let, let's face it, that's just for marketing and they're trying to get some, some yep. beef. Um, in New Zealand, there's actually been a few quite quite shit fights. I yes, think yeah, I think word. it's reasonable to say. Yep. Uh, Rattler is obviously the most interesting one. Yep. Um, and I guess Han in Australia have just released a Rattler. Yep. I think that's the same parent company. No, is it? Han is Lion, isn't it? Oh god, I forget. It's so hard to keep in track, isn't it? Either way, um, they couldn't release Rattler in, in New Zealand because no. it's a trademark, but it's a style of beer, and yep. New Zealand's kind of. There's been some shitty decisions made, right? Yeah, well, Paul's point, which which I think is right, and it's depressing if you're a beer nerd, is that the Radler decision is correct on the law. So um, DB owned that trademark, yep. and a challenge by Sober, who are the consumer advocacy group over here, um, failed. Yeah. And basically had to fail on the law. Um, the law is, in this case, 
bad and stupid and wrong, but it is what it is. But the, is the precedent there, and I should probably be asking him that, not you, but like <laughs> IPA or ESB or Lager could then be trademarked? Well, I think the, obscure, the relative obscurity of Radler at the time helped DB out massively. Yeah. He, the the he, test is whether it would cause confusion in the market. And when they launched their Radler, just, you would not get any significant result if you went onto the street and asked 10,000 people, is a Radler a style of beer or one particular beer from yeah. Monteith's? Oh, yeah, it, it was 2003 when they did it. So really... Man, that really, is a long time ago. Really yeah. early on. Yeah, that's 12 years ago now. And yeah. it's telling that they had Saison trademark stitched up at the same time which they abandoned. Okay, that's good. Because that's the kind of fight that maybe they would have lost. Well, yeah. because what, what Paul Johns from Baldwin's was saying... That's was, right, we should actually name the man. <laughs> um, ...was that actually Sober, who were the ones who led the challenge on it, actually... Um, sorry, for Australian listeners, Sober is the yeah. Society of Beer Advocates yeah. in New Zealand. SOBA, yeah. like the noodles. We don't have an equivalent in Australia. You of should. That kind of thing. We have the Craft Beer Industry Association, yeah. which is kind of more industry-focused, but Sober's more for... It's consumer-focused. Yeah, yeah. consumer-focused. Yeah. yeah, very much. Sorry, Carol. Uh, Sober led the charge on this, and they, even though they lost their ruling, they came out way ahead on yeah. the PR battle. Yeah. Everybody was, just saw this as, like, like, the brew being a bunch of dicks. Yeah. Um, so that, I imagine, was a big part of why they kind of let the other ones flag, like they had Saison, and there was something else that he said they had. I can't remember yeah, they had something really random, like um, Oud Bruin or something. Thing, you know, some yeah, right. Pretty <laughs> obscure style. The kind of one you'd almost want to leave and see what they do with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, like when they owned Saison, like, what were they going to do with that? Maybe they were just going to stick that name on what became Summer Ale. Having Harrington's have got a lager that they call Saison in New Zealand. Oh, so really? the, their Saison is a lager. Right. And they say a traditional Belgian style Saison yeah. with lager yeast, uh, yep. which is... <laughs> As far it's from the opposite of the rest of the things they which, just said. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was a, a shame because Harrington's beer as a whole, I, I actually quite like. Um, yeah. They do an organic lager, which I, I think is fantastic. Um, I'm hoping to actually yeah, get a chat to them at some point to, yeah. to unpack that. And everyone's They're an reasons. interesting brewery because they're, they're really big. They're much bigger than people in New Zealand expect them to be, except mm. if those people are from Christchurch because yeah. they have a, a very tight regional focus. Mm. And they, you know, they make that kind of very supermarket-friendly, pub-friendly, mm. price-sensitive but good, yeah, um, we kind of stuff. When I was back uh, in in Westport, um, for Australian listeners, that's a, a town of four thousand people on the west coast of the South Island, so middle of nowhere basically. And it's I could, little. I could get a dozen Harringtons for maybe fifteen bucks of, of really good Pilsner, yep. um, and then I and that's could, the niche they hit. Yeah. yeah, and and you know, in the same supermarket. I could get a Garage Project and a Toyotara beer and an Emerson's Red. So yeah. New Zealand beer in, in that sense, um, and there's breweries like Harrington's that kind of fill that core, you know, yeah. you can get a dozen of those, keep them in the fridge, and then you can get a Garage Project or a Toyotara almost anywhere, you know, yeah. in Westport. That's quite remarkable to get yeah. and keep yourself happy. Um, it is. It's, it's out of the way, you yes. know. That's not a town on the main state highway no. up and down <laughs> the country, so... So tell me about Wellington at the moment. What are you guys enjoying drinking? Okay, so uh, what's the... What's the... Struggle, struggle hug. Struggle hug. The Hallitau struggle hug. Hallitau with help, if you can call it help, from a bunch of Wellington beer community people, bar owners and bar managers and things, who went up and brewed it. That was delicious. Really. I quite like it. It's pretty full on. 
I'm really not sure about the name. No, struggle right. hug. Yeah, I kind a of enjoyed point. the name because yeah. I said to a bar lady, I "Can I have a struggle hug?" <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to struggle hug. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you're asking for a struggle, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's tricky, complicated. And, and but also, it's winter, so castles milks out off the hand pool. Yeah. It was amazing at the moment, mm. like always. Um, I'm going to steal Phil's here. Parrot dog Otis. Otis is pretty great. Yeah, I like Otis. So Parrot Dog are inter- interesting in the sense that they are brewing beers in Australia now at Two Birds. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we've discussed on the podcast. I think we might have mentioned it in the past, but yeah, you can get a, a two, uh, getting a Parrot Dog beer on tap in Australia now, you're getting it out of the Two Birds brewery, which is great. Um, and when I when I walked into a little beer quarter yesterday and saw a taco on tap yeah. and thought... Like, Hang on, is that brewed at Parrot Dog? Yeah, yeah. And, and I asked that of um, some people and it's not. No. But it's going to be soon, apparently. Oh, that's amazing for us. Apparently I'm kind of surprised by that. I wouldn't have thought Parrot Dog was big enough. I, I got the sense, and we, I should probably ask um, one of the guys or, or Jane who's around yeah. here um, from Two Birds. I got the sense it was going to be just for the Wellington. Right. So just one 2,000-litre tank. Yeah, yeah. Kind of for a reciprocal yeah. relationship. And I, I'm, yeah. I'm all for that. I think it's great. I'm always mixed on that. Cause Why are you mixed on that? Well, you know, I always harp on about place of origin labeling and things like that um and keg beer is always a a tricky one there's no place of origin on the yeah because you have very little um well often there is often the the beer list will list you know parrot dog wellington bit of bitch on tap and otis in the bottles in the fridge and the otis in the bottles in the fridge really is from wellington and yep. the stuff on tap isn't if it's bit of bitch and you're in melbourne yeah um but yeah no one puts origin on their tap badges and i but I if, know, a lot if, of breweries if no one of, does then it's a level playing field. Yeah, but not a good one. Um, and you get these, this beautiful weirdness. You know, they have like an event, like a trans-Tasman rivalry event. There's one coming up in Melbourne, I'm pretty sure. I think that was the one I was about to yeah. ask about. And then, you know, they're like, oh, we're going to play off uh, these local beers against uh, Garage something and Panhead something and Parrot Dog something. It's like, are the Panhead and Parrot Dog both from Melbourne? Yeah. <laughs> and there was the, the question after the judging, um, after the beer awards, was the Panhead... Yeah. Was it brewed in Melbourne or was it brewed in... Well, it's and why are they right? judging you, them? Yeah. If you win an award for something and people want the thing that won the award, is it the thing that won the award? And, and that's the, the, the one thing the, the big companies, the majors, uh, yeah. do really well is they'll enter... You know, if they've got five breweries around Australia, they'll enter a, the same beer from each brewery under yeah. a, differently... Yep. And then they can work out the Market judging. Market them all with the award winning. Well, no, it's the sense that they can get the judging on them. Right. And they can go, okay, the one that was brewed in Victoria. Did better. Did better than the one that was brewed there. What do we need to do differently Send there? Send the brewer from Victoria so, on a tour. So they're using, genius. They're yeah. using that as quality control. And I can't begrudge that. It's a clever move. Yeah. And the, the awards are set up to accommodate that kind of thing. Definitely. They, they give the feedback and they charge you a handsome amount of money to enter a beer. So... It's yep. only the big breweries who'll do that. Yep. And, that's, and it's, that's a, it's a good move. Like, yeah. you know, it's kind of, yeah, playing the system to your benefit. Yeah. And yeah who can break right to that? The, the beer awards thing? Me, not at all. <laughs> the beer labeling thing? Me all day. <laughs> but I, I do like the fact that it's, you, we are, it means us as a consumer, we're going to get more diversity in our beers. Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah, I would always drink before, these things. I, th- I think even when. You, yeah, a year ago, when you were here saying that, you know, it's really weird. Like, we get more American beers than Australian beers in yeah. Wellington. And yeah. I, as a consumer and a beer drinker, 
Um, I love the fact that um, we're going if stuff if this trend continues and we get you know Australian beers being brewed in New Zealand and Wellington, yeah, we're going to see especially more when it is something like Taco that is just different. You know, mm. it's not yeah. Here's another IPA mm. with an Australian brand on it that's been mm. paid for by an Australian company. Particularly in Wellington, where that wheat style probably isn't that popular. There's not yeah. that many versions of that, and in, yeah. in Wellington, there's amazing IPAs everywhere you turn, or there's amazing English styles, but yeah. a wheat with a, a couple of adjuncts is, is pretty unique. Yeah. There's a couple, like, uh, what's that, Tiamana's doing some wheats. Mm. And you're starting to see them come through, but yeah, you're right. They're not, mm. not And it's, it's not a unique, uh, you know, it's not that common in, in Australia either. And Taco somehow has filled that niche between complete gimmick, for, for lack of a better word, in terms mm. of, you know, it's a taco beer. Yeah. But it's also super drinkable and, and a lot of people don't get it until they've had two or three drinks of it and they go, oh, okay, now I get now why I everyone likes this when beer. I want this, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd be curious to see how it goes long-term in the Australian market, in yeah. the New Zealand market, sorry. Yeah. I think it would have a place. Like you said, it's, it's just so different mm. that it, if it comes in first and does it well, it'll, it'll make a niche. And you know? It's kind of similar to Stonewall Pacific Ale. You know, it's just so... It's, there's other people who try the similar things, but yep. for, they've got the recipe just bang on. Pacific Ale is an interesting one because that's one of the beers that in the last 12 months I've seen from a distance people in Wellington talk about and go, yes, we can get Pacific Ale here and it's, you know, everyone's really excited for it. And in, in Australia it's, you know, a little bit passe and everyone's, we all know it. But this time of last year I was at Beavana with uh, quite a big beer geek sitting there at Hishigazaki and they had Pacific Ale on tap. And I said, I'll go get us a beer. And he's like, I said, what do you want? And he didn't know. And I said, I'll get you something. Came back with Pacific Ale. Didn't tell him. Yeah. And I think he'd been slagging it off earlier. So I sort of had this plan in my mind. <laughs> Gave him the beer and about halfway through, I said, oh, how's that beer going? He's like, yeah, it's really good. What is this? Like, yeah, it's Pacific Ale, the yeah. beer that you know and turn over. And it's the kind of beer that has that drinkability but also that interesting hook. Yep. Totally. Huge fan. Are you, do we see it, do you guys see it much? A, a little bit. More, um, but not it's, since it's not the common. new brewery. Yeah. Um Be Without Borders bring it over, I'm pretty mm. sure. Yeah. Um yeah. I th- am it's I not constant supply? No. But it's not it wasn't even constant supply. No, God, it's hardly constant supply in New South Wales, right? Yeah. Victim of its own success kind of thing. Mm. But but you are you are seeing more and more other people doing Pacific, Pacific Ale. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, that's one of the the rare trademark stouches that um, Luke was referring. So yeah, to Thunder before. Road was Thunder Road tried to put out a thing. I think they they were successful. I don't know what what happened with that. I actually can't remember the resolution of it. I think it kind of fizzled out. And no one gave a shit. Um, <laughs> the kind of consensus is that um, if you call your beer brewery name, beer name, subtitle is Pacific Ale. You're golden. You're fine, mm. but they might Stone and Wood might have an issue if you do brewery name Pacific Ale, and you make it look even a little bit like this. Yeah, because yeah. that Thunder Road was it was just called Pacific Ale, mm-hmm. and there was something about the getup of it that yeah it looked it, a little. It was the color scheme or the font balance or something was a little bit on the nose. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we have a couple of breweries around here now who are referring to beers that they've made before. They're now referring to them as. Pacific Ale. So the Yeasty Boys are Pacific Porter is there. Is that or Pacific, Pacific Porter? South Pacific Porter is Pot Kettle Black, but yep. I think they do, have they called Stair Dancer a Pacific Ale? I, I think, think it's have. close, yeah, yeah, but it's still Stair Dancer and it's a red label. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, completely yeah. opposite colouring. Um, Eight Wired, who did Haywired, 
yep. when that came out a year or two ago, it was American wheat ale, yep. which confused everyone. So now it comes out as well because you know people see wheat, they think heifer or wheat. Yeah, and yeah. it takes a long time to um, explain. Yeah, it's a wheat beer, but it's you know only because it's got wheat in it, not because it tastes like a wheat beer. And that's a weird conversation to have over a bar on a Friday night. Um, but now Haywire is back out, and it bears the name Pacific Ale on its right. Um, that's interesting because it, it is pretty close in terms of body to, yeah. to that style. And that general idea, bit of wheat, ale yeast rather than some kind of European wheat beer yeast. Mm. Decent whacker hops, but it's not like some kind of weird wheat IPA. And you get a drinkable beer at the yep. other end. Exactly. More power to it. But what, what was Happy Days? What's Happy Days called? They've started to call it Pacific Pale Ale. I knew there was something else. Oh, so Happy Days was the, the, the one on the can from Garage Project. Garage Project. Yep. Yeah. No yeah. wheat in it from memory. Yeah. Um, but that similar kind of, I really enjoyed that beer. That's, big aromatic hops. That's the kind of beer that I could I drink a lot of, and uh, yeah. I th- I think it had a, a more similarities to a almost a West Coast IPA, like a yeah yeah. I guess in Australian terms, a hop ba- hog that kind of, kind of dialed down. Yep. I don't want to say session IPA, but that dialed down. I did. Let's not get back into <laughs> that territory. That's how it all blew up last time. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Um, what do you guys think of this Tiaro Chardonnay? It's it's weirdly drinkable. I'm I'm not actually paying that much when, attention to when, it. When I see, when I see barrel aged or Brett in the description of the name and stuff, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have maybe half a glass of that. That's the exact opposite of me, where I'm like, I'm going to drink that all day. But yeah, I try. Because it's interesting, something mm. different, but then I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Whereas this is crazily drinkable. It's quite, uh, quite bubblegummy to me. Yeah, um, I'm getting a lot of bubblegum, so I'm wondering if they've fermented with Belgian yeast first and then finished mm-hmm. off with Brett. Brett. Yeah, it's also it kind of had that long with the Brett mm. because just their company hasn't existed for very long. So that's a good reason for that. Yeah, basic maths. Yeah. Um, and well, Brett is one of those characters that takes a while to six to eight months really is, kick in. Right, is, is if you look at um, and I'll, I'll give a shout out to our friends at Lambic.info. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they do not sponsor the podcast, by the way. I just, just I mentioned just, them the last few times. I just love what they do. Like in terms of, I just I'm a huge fan. I think everyone should, if you're interested in that kind of thing, like just read about data it. Data journalism for beer. Yeah, it's like here much. are the numbers. Yeah. yeah, and they they did a breakdown on um on the how Lambic works and the, the profiles of each step and Brett was six to eight months, that's when that's yeah. doing its thing and then Lacto and, and whatever was after that. So yeah. those kind of beers and, and this kind of beer, you know, it's going to take... A long, long time. Yeah, and, and Stone um, Brewing, Brewing, who I think we've said some great things about on the podcast, we've mm-hmm. said some negative things about on the podcast, yeah. um, they do enjoy after... Have you guys seen oh, that? Right. Yeah, so they, they do a, they do enjoy buy, which is their double IPA, and you need to drink it within 35 days. Sure. I love that. Yeah. I think that's such a great move. I think, yes, let's put the date as the name of the beer is a great thing to do. But then they do enjoy after. same. I'm pretty sure it's the same beer, instead, but the yeast is Brett yeast. Oh, right. This has got to be like that kind of crossover between beer nerds and uh, web nerds. Because the best websites are the ones that say information good until, yeah, rather mm. than last updated. Yeah, mm. last updated means well, what? Is, is, what does is that mean? Still good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, and, and the best websites always have information good until you know end of October. Yeah, little self-destruct dates. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that this must come from a you know that kind of influence coming in. There. Yeah, and it's it's interesting seeing that a bread IPA 
being a main, or not mainstream, but a massive brew, putting that out there and saying, yeah, don't drink this until then. Yeah. Um, I haven't tried it yet. It's in Australia. But they're not holding it back. No. Right. So they're I, putting I, it out into the world. Look, to be honest, I think people are going to, they're expecting people to buy two bottles. Right. Drink one now, drink one later. Yeah, yeah, which is exactly yeah. what I'd do. Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it on shelves. It's been on shelves in Australia, but I, I haven't seen it yeah. to grab it. There is um, just, you know, one of the nearest stands from this luxurious pavilion bar of ours is my old employers at Garage Project, and they've got... They have, they have two hazards. stands. Yes, they have a merch stand yep. and a brewery and a, and a bar, which recreates the garage. I'm so shaking my head. Stars. I go all out. I looked at that and went, fucking Garage Project have got two stands. Yeah. 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 But what's interesting, uh, Bear this year, is that I haven't seen anyone... Last year, everyone kind of tried to catch up with Garage and they took a, another leap forward with their stands here. Yeah. But then everyone's just... It's almost like this has been a grim look. Guys, can we just all agree that we're just going to use the same stands as yeah. last year because we can't afford it. Yeah. <laughs> this arms race has got ridiculous. Yeah. You notice the massive preponderance of converted vehicle bars? Caravans. Yeah. Oh, man. There's like four or five caravans. I love a caravan That's bar. Great. It's great. Yeah. So I was chatting to Kieran from North End. Yeah. He's hanging out in his caravan. He's yeah. pouring me a, a barrel-aged Flanders. Yeah. This is great. This is, you know... a. Uh, Regular listeners will know that I hate trestle tables and pale ales. Right. And <laughs> it's a good name for a band. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, I take World's it from... World's shittiest music festival. <laughs> <laughs> I take it from wrestling. Uh, there's a wrestling reference in there. Um, and yeah, to, to see people in caravans and old vans and garage project in their weird little get up. And yeah. It's great. So you were saying something about Trip Hazard? Yeah, so Trip Hazard. Uh, that started back when I worked there. It was... Um, a, a dud batch of trip hop um, where the yeast just gave up the ghost. It retired before it had finished all, finished all its work. Nothing could be done to revive it. Um, so Pete had a bunch of barrels. I can't remember what the barrels were, um, but he just racked it all into these barrels and dosed them with, uh, you know, a sachet of... Rosalia? Yeah, I think it was Rosalia. <laughs> so I guess for listeners that don't know what Rosalia is... That's a blend, the, right? Um, it's basically the Rodenbach blend. Yeah, so it's Brett and Lacto and yeah. all sorts of other stuff. Yep. Yep. Um, and that, that but, just, but taken from Rodenbach like, or just an God. approximation? I think it is. I'm uh, 99% sure that is the Rodenbach blend, but then there's the Rodenbach blend has a coloured history, I think. Um this is going to get super technical and I could be wrong and someone, if you can call me out on this, I hope you do. But I think it started back from Dodola Brewers in Belgium used to use the Rodenbach yeast and then for some reason that was lost, that strain. And then someone <laughs> found a keg in a field, yeah, an old Dodola keg in a field, and then that's how they've cultured the Rosalie yeast again. Right. My wires may be crossed along that on that way, but it's the that's pit. a great story, that's a right? Great story. We're just <laughs> going to run with that. It's good. Yeah. I like it. Um, yeah, but that's that's tasting really good. Yeah, um, it's really interesting. It's really fun. We had it last year at Pacific Beer Expo, mm. which is like the next festival on the calendar in yeah. Wellington. They um, had that at Gabs as well, but they weren't. Oh, they? they weren't pouring. They were pouring sort of secret of small pours. There right. was no. Because <laughs> yeah. I tried to like, hey, can you give me a full pour of that? Like, no. Yeah, they might not thing. have had much. Yeah, they're still working on a, a bottling solution for these, you know, crazy beers. Yeah. Because that cross-contamination risk is so high. Mm. Um, I think they're going to get themselves another little bottling kit and then we'll start to see a bunch of interesting things because I know there's a lot backed up in the warehouse. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. You used to work for Garage Project. I did, yes. 
you don't anymore. But uh, I, I don't want to get into you working for them, but I, I'd like to unpack what they do is really interesting. Yeah. Right? For, for Beer and Wellington, they like... I think Beer in New Zealand. Good, yeah. yeah. It's they, they've, they've kind of kicked everything forward. As and far they as widen the window of what counts yep. and what you can do as a brewery. And there's no like, there's no apology, there's no pandering. It's just this is what we want to do and yeah. let's just do that. It's quite refreshing actually that it is very much um, build a thing, make demand for that thing. You know, pick pick a thing you want to do, do it well. Well, can, can I just point out that yeah. when you were working there, you found it fucking annoying. Yes. And now you've <laughs> well, re-channeled re- it, so it to refreshing. It was. It's very hard to cope with on the inside because there's no predictability to what's happening. You know, um, it's amazing. There's no boring days, none at all. But yeah, some intensely frustrating days. Like, mm. we're going to do this? Why are we doing this? <laughs> um, well, I, I want to... Um, I don't want to get you too into your to your work mode <laughs> back in the day, but there's one thing you mentioned on your own podcast. Um, I think the last episode or the, the yeah, couple the, of episodes, kind of garage the, debrief. Yeah, and the the can idea, yeah, um, the sort of holding everyone ransom until they accept. Yeah, cans. Can, can you quickly give me a pricey of that? Because I don't know if all our listeners would have heard that. What's so the, this was um, Wellington on a plate, which is the big beer festival, uh, food festival. Sorry, Cohen, beer which Beervana kicks off. Yeah, yep. coincides with Beervana. Um, and it's it's long, it's pretty legendary. Um, there's a lot of venues involved, dozens and dozens, probably even a hundred venues involved, um, who do all kinds of interesting things from the ludicrously expensive and out of reach to surprisingly accessible, but still really interesting and amazing. And one of the bridge bridging the gap kind of things is Burger Wellington, which is getting people to make a burger. Um, could be just classic done really well, could be utterly wacky. And so many people get in on it from the very lowbrow to the super fancy. Um, but it's, it's really good fun. And, and it becomes a thing. People, there's you've a, got to make a burger. There's a, but there's a, for consumers, there's a spreadsheet, which is kind of, I don't think it's official. I think it's just kind of no, doing there's, the rounds. There's now there's a, oh, there's the there's official? A, there's a website. Yeah, I know there's a, web, been, yeah. there's a website, but the last couple of years is someone built a, a spreadsheet yeah. so that you could schedule them all in. You know, here's yeah. the days, this is when I'm going to do them. And you pass them on to your friends go, okay, this is what we're going. And, right. and people will go out and try and And you get that very much that beer festival kind of effect, but spread over days and days and days where like buzz develops. <laughs> yeah. yeah, burger festival. Um, but yeah, buzz develops and some are con- really controversial. Like s- something will be really weird. There'll be some equivalent of the stag semen beer yep. among the among the burgers. Um, yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> so to speak, I'm metaphorically. Trying, yeah. Um, but yeah, Garage Project sponsored this event. I think it was three years ago now, um, and they wanted. I think to it was do last year. Oh, they, no. they, they did it last oh, year as well. But, no, but, but the, for the first time. Okay, but the can thing was last year the and year. the year before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it was maybe not the year before that. So well, I, it was relatively small scale to begin with. And this, okay. was, this was the thing. Um, Garage didn't have a canning machine. They hadn't put out anything in cans yet. They just locked this in, which was just insanely, um, you know, aggressive planning. Like, let's hey, let's commit to deliver cans on this date, and now let's buy a canning machine and hope that we can get it up and running in time. And it, it unbelievably, it was pulled off within you know days, hours, really, um, and the deal was that these amazing beers that would only be made for these venues, they would get first bite at it if they ran out, then everyone else would have to wait until the next batch, um, would only be available in cans to the Burger Wellington venues. And you had venues who would ring up and say, oh, this is Burger Wellington sponsorship, this is great. We want to get this beer of yours. Oh, that's not in cans. Oh, you're only doing canned stuff. Yep. 
but we want this stuff in bottles. We can't have it. Goodbye. You know, and it was really blunt. It was unbelievably mm. blunt. And you had super fancy restaurants who tried to get bottles, uh, couldn't get bottles, threw their toys, were ignored for a week and then rang up and said, okay, can we have cans, please? Sure you can. <laughs> no problem. Right away. You know, and it was, just, it was outright extortion. Which there was is very little um, wiggle room given. And it was great. It moved the ball forward in a way that would have taken a long, slow burn. But there was this banner event. You know, everyone pays attention to Burger Wellington. It's a big deal. And everyone knew about these beers. And Garage wasn't new. They'd already done all sorts of interesting things. So yeah. there's already some buzz around those They had beers. a huge profile at that top yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, 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 that, that was when they started people outside of the beer community started paying attention. Yeah, to and that was the thing was you were getting beers into venues that didn't have good beer lists. And, you know, there was, there was a couple of venues who, you know, ring up and they're like, oh, we really want to do this. It's like, well, sorry, you, have, you signed a contract that makes you exclusive to Lion, so you can't have it, you know. You should maybe talk to your Lion rep <laughs> and then come back and, and see if you want to buy our stuff, you know. Crazy. It's, um, I mean, it's interesting because... Every year that I come back, inevitably we end up talking about. I end up talking about Garage Project. Yeah, but they are amazing at what they do. They well, make yep. amazing beers, and the rate of expansion is ridiculous. Yeah, um, and it's expansion that isn't just doing the same thing, but more. It's doing more things, more. Yeah, and how I don't know how long they can keep that up. At some point, they have to just stick to their knitting and but pay when, the bills. W- but when they first started, yeah. I think the thing would be the the comment you would say would be. I don't know how long they can keep this up. Yeah. But Four five, years six years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, still going, yeah. showing no signs of stopping. And, and I know the, they have uh, – this is the crazy thing about working there. I'm not really a news guy, so they still feel comfortable telling me things. I know there is some crazy shit that's going to get announced after Biavano. Uh, yeah. They've all got stitched up and they're just waiting for this all to be over before it's news. I have heard rumours. Yeah. Uh, I think they told me last year what was the plans were. I don't right. want to – yeah. Let's, let's discuss that. Well, all. we know that there's – and it's definitely announced that there is there's a bar on the way, a yep. little little bar just up the road from the brewery, which will be great. So outside of Garage Brewery, let's move on from those guys. Yep. Uh, I really enjoyed North End Brewing today. Uh, yeah. Kieran Hazlitt Moore, um, who's worked in a bottle shop for a while, and he's got his own brewery, and yeah, yep. he's canning some I think uh, English styles. Um, yeah, he's he's made. Um, yeah, he kind of has this reputation of making mostly English-style beers. Yeah. But the North End range isn't a very Kieran range straight out of the bat, off the bat. His, his the home gate. brewing was for a long yes. time. Yes, and, yep. and he's doing some barrelly beers like you had the Flanders. The Flanders like was that. really good. The, they had the, a Brett Brooks barrel, oh yeah. which is awesome. delicious. Is, is the Baby Grand here? Baby Grand was the one that I had. It was yeah. really good. Yeah. That, that was the standout at Brew Day yeah. earlier in the year. What other, what other Wellington breweries are there that are – or breweries slash brew companies because there's – a lot here now. What's yeah. like outside of Garage Project, North End, Panhead, always Panhead, still, yeah. you know, all day, every day, kicking ass, taking names, kind of, yeah. kind of thing. Their Canhead range has proved still haven't had popular. a Canhead. Um, there's a there's a whole bar of them. I know, just around the corner. I've been um, meaning to get them. They're um, really good fun. George and I have very different favourites among the Canheads. Um, I love the cans. Yeah, they're oh, so they're sexy. S- they're like giant cans with someone's face on them wrapped around yeah. artistically like tank girl style yeah yeah my, my first one is that's a tank like if it, they're drinking oh, a beer tank, tank girl, girl beer. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i've never even seen tank girl and i know that's that the can yeah. look like <laughs> yeah um those are great uh they're doing really well like like you know they're doing that push into melbourne as yeah. well 
Um, yeah, they, they've gone hard in Melbourne and people are responding to that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it, it, if you've got quality product, it's going to... Speaking gonna, as a bartender, yeah. there are a few kegs that go through faster than if we put on Supercharger at the bar. And what is Supercharger? Is the IPA? APA 5.8. It's, you know, you is that can, the blue? You have to... Orange. You have yeah. to imagine Mike who really reinvented or invented outright the Tuatara APAs, both yep. Aotearoa and American. Um, and he's taken that very similar... Mark, you know, yep. the high fives, big US hops, but still somehow crazy drinkable. This is what we talked about on the last show. I think you'll see you listen to it. Um, yep. About that drinkable, clean, lean. Yeah, which you were saying that Australia really lacks. Yeah. Kind of the, the dry yep. IPA, not the fat IPA. And, and panheaded definitely yep. in that yep. in that mould. Because the, we have that very strong American influence in mm. our craft brewers, I think, is, the, is one of the key things. But um, it's so strange that Australia doesn't. Yeah, and yeah, I, well, I, I guess less, at least I guess outside of me and Dave that or Dave and I that think of, you know, we're in a bubble. Yeah. But would you agree with that sentiment that, in terms of like the dry West Coast style, yeah, like, yeah, it's harder yeah. to find in Australia. Yeah, I would have thought so. And and if anything, I would have thought that the Australian climate was a better place for them. Yes. So it's yes. it's exactly. doubly confusing when you drink like and and one of the, my favorite examples is the hot water pale, the yeah, Cowdy pale ales. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's you could sell that as an IPA any day of the week. It's yeah. quite fresh and hoppy, and it's bright yellow and clean. And to me, uh, sitting on the Gold Coast drinking one of those out of a can would just be heaven. Yeah. But yeah, no one's doing that same sort of thing. Yeah. Um, whereas down here in you know cold Wellington, yeah, we're, yeah. we're drowning in these. We can buy well, Citra all day, every day. We can buy Hop Wide. We can buy Pernicious Weed. When we um buy, you know. when Dave from Hot Water was living in and brewing in Westport, that was basically the beer that he was brewing there. Yeah. And so, for those that aren't familiar with the geography of New Zealand, that's a it rains for three weeks on end, um, only because it's too close to sea level to snow, so it just <laughs> rains constantly. But I could drink a bright, fresh five percent pale that was hops out of the ass, and yeah. I can't do that in you know anywhere in Australia. Yeah, somewhere that stereotypically would be a better fit, which is weird. But is that because the the current generation of brewers have grown up drinking the Australian lager. And, well, and so trying to just run as far away from that as they yeah, can. Yeah, the, the, the weird thing is the New Zealand lager, like a Spates yep. um, or a Canterbury Draft, is quite a lot darker than the Carlton Draft. Yeah. And, and sweeter as well. So, yeah. yeah, so that does, that matches up. It if goes the, the opposite way. the New way. Zealand crafty people are making dry because our, our bog standard lagers are all really sweet. Yeah. Bog standard lagers in Australia aren't super sweet, are they? Well, they're pretty sweet. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, can, can, they're, they're not as malty in terms of, yeah. and that's such a bad descriptor, but they're still pretty sweet. Like if I had a, a Carlton Draft or a VB now, that's far that too sweet for my palate. But they don't have that malty tinge. Like mm. I think Spates or a CD, they still have a little bit of yeah, yeah. undertone. Yeah. yeah. I had a Lion Brown when I was back here last over Christmas time out of the tin. Um, I really, really love that can, by brown, the way. That's one of the beautiful looking cans. town. Uh, so good. Beautiful looking can. I, I'll put a photo of that on yeah. there. Because I, I took a photo. I was like, this looks great. It's yeah. modern styled. Yeah. Um, it was brown sugary sweetness. Yeah. But the brown sugar was coming from a malt flavor. Yeah. yeah. Or at least it feels like it is. Yeah. Uh, maybe, there's, maybe there's a boatload of It's probably literally there. brown sugar yeah. that they've put in there. But yeah. There might be something in that. But mm. yeah. it is I'd, always hard to generalize. Whole and before I was a, a big beer nerd coming from New Zealand and drinking Spates or CD and then going to Carlton Draft, I always felt like I was stepping down in quality. Right. And 
my girlfriend was always thought I was full of shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, pr- I probably am. Yeah, that's what girlfriends are for. Yeah, yeah. But then we spent, you know, two or three weeks in New Zealand. And this, again, before we were Bernard's, went back to New Zealand and she's had a, uh, back, back to Australia and she had a car and drive and she's like, that's yeah, terrible. this is shit compared to, <laughs> compared to spates. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's not a huge difference. So it's interesting. Yeah. I don't know where it comes from or, or we'll what. We'll have to do more testing, I suppose. <laughs> drink more bad beer. Yeah, I don't know. If I, want to. <laughs> I used to drink a lot of double brown. I've been drinking a lot of double brown lately. It's a pretty good beer. <laughs> is, is that because of the recent release of the double down? The double down is back. Yeah. yeah. So you got. Can you the explain the double brown, double brown? Actually, sorry. Let's take a quick break. We're forty-four minutes in. Whoa. And we can refresh our beers and then do the double brown, double down, and then let's wrap up. Right, fair enough. Welcome back, everyone. Hello, now, Dan. you've just poured us How's a it? beer. Can you tell me what the beer so is? This is batch brewing, not if you're looking at it and not a New Zealander. It's not bark brewing. Yep. I know it looks like bark, but this is a New Zealander word that means small house by the beach. Apparently, it comes from bachelor. Bachelor. Oh, North Island. Island. It's crib in the south. It's Island. a crib, that's right. Yeah, way down, south, co- looks. way down south, they call it a crib. Yeah, when I first heard it, I thought, what? Are oh, we, wait, but you're from the MTV? Other end of the south. Yeah, I'm top of the south. We call it batches. Oh, and then right, I so moved to Invercargill and it was cribs. Uh, oh, my uh, God. Why has no one done like where a are you version from? of cribs? But cribs. with <laughs> batches in the Catlins. Well, that's why I thought people, I thought when someone first said cribs, I thought, oh, it's just some weird kind of MTV reference you're trying so, to be cool about. Yeah. It's a batch. No, no. It must be from like Christchurch Down or something. Yeah. For me, it was Invercargill where I, where I first heard oh, it. Definitely, definitely in Dunedin when I was at uni there. And I've, uh, we stayed in, what's the... French settlement out beside Canterbury. Akaroa? Akaroa. Akaroa. Lovely place. I love Akaroa. Um, so it must be about, maybe it's, it's kind of Canterbury. Yeah. Kind of Scottish Canterbury. influence kicks in, all that kind of yeah. thing. Mm. Maybe. But apparently it's from Bachelor. Uh, the hip hop? It's from all the... The Scots are into hip hop? What? The Scots yeah, are into hip hop? There's mad Scots... No, I have no idea. <laughs> How did it even... Yeah, I really right. wanted to just start name dropping <laughs> Scottish hip hop as if I knew what the I, fuck I was talking about. Welsh hip hop, but... Oh, really? Yeah. God looking change. Just the one band we know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I named one. Your turn. We're, we're getting sidetracked. Uh, we so this is from Batch Brewing. Yeah. Now, we're a contract um, brewing operation. The guy has been involved in the industry for yonks and yonks and yonks because and, I'm a bad journalist. I can't remember his name. Their, their labels are beautiful. Gorgeous. I love oh, this, I love this their image labels. that just gets reworked for different yep. um, seasons and things. It's and great. They, they do a really good IPA, which I know Kelly Ryan from now Fork and Brewer Fork and Brewer mm-hmm. is, um, was involved in and that's a beautiful beer their Pilsner I really like yeah, um, yeah I really I, everything I've tried with theirs I really enjoy I enjoy looking at them yeah I'm, I'm happy that yeah. they're yeah me too um, I don't know a lot about them behind the scenes but they're at least they're, they're not a front company for Asahi or someone so <laughs> I, I haven't had this before this, this is he calls it Cray Porter but so, so this is a crayfish, crayfish in infused like a like a oyster stout like oyster stout that's what yeah. I always assumed yeah. so the whole crayfish in the boil do they eat the crayfish afterwards whole crayfish plunged into the kettle for a subtle fusion of sea and land look it's a little bit subtle there's a saltiness to it you which I want more like. cray no, I, I know. More cray cray? Less cray. I enjoy the cray. Uh, the uh, amount of cray is good. I, I, I could handle totes cray. <laughs> I'm not huge on crayfish, uh, which is interesting because when I go back home, 
all There's anyone wants to give a you. whole bunch of crayfish. You poor person, you've been exiled in Australia for so long. Here, quite, have some giant sea insects. It was quite funny when I came back one year and friends of mine came around to my, my parents' house where I was staying and they dropped in. I said, oh, I've got a whole bunch of crayfish. Here you go. And I just hand them plastic bags and they're like really sceptical. Like, what are you up to? Yeah. You're giving me crayfish. This is suspect. I'm like, no, just take it. It's We've got heaps of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. It's quite subtle. Yeah, and there's a saltiness to it. Yeah, which I. But like. that's always good. You get that chocolatey plus salty, uh, which is I, always a good. I, I want more. I want like more of that oyster stout. Kind yeah, of that, basically. It's, to me, this is neither one or the other. Yeah, it's not. As much as I love enough, the southern clam from Emerson's, which is the other one that's kind of in this genre, so far as there is a seafood stout genre, um, none of them have come close to. Oyster stout. Mm. Really. So the three boys oyster three stout. Three boys oyster stout. Three boys oyster stout. One of the best amazing. things. I'm ever. actually a little bit disagreeing. I'm I'm really enjoying this. Sorry, I'm no, I like it. No, I'm no, talking no. into my into my glass. It and makes me want an oyster stout, but I don't have an oyster stout, and that makes me sad. No, there's something about this that I prefer. Yeah, I uh, the oyster three boys oyster stout. I I'd, I'd have to have one side by side if I could. That'd yeah. be lovely. But I love it. But I think this has a little bit something that I quite well, like. There we go. Subjectivity, eh? Yeah, who knew? Opinions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were we going to talk about? Oh, my terrible junk food habits. Double brown, double down. Double brown, double down. Yeah, it's my food recommendation, food match recommendation. So so double brown, for, for those, and I don't think I, I mentioned it earlier, is when I was a teenager, uh, $10 a dozen. Yep. And still $10 a dozen, to be honest. Great. And we you'd, we used to call it the goodness. Yep. It was the goodness. It's a Dobro to a lot of people. Dobro, yep. Dobro. And we would just, um, you would buy dozens, as many dozens as we could afford. Yep. Everyone pitches in their money. And that's, that was my drink, early drinking career. And I still don't mind a double brown. Yeah. But you like a double brown, double down. A double brown and a double down. Yeah, KFC double down, which is kind of weapons grade junk food. Yep. You know, that is the project. The result of... Someone just walked past. I don't know who it is, but they gave Hayden. us a horrible look. Yeah. Friend oh. of the show, Hayden Green. Oh, Hayden. Sorry, I do know Hayden. Hayden. Sorry, Hayden. Hayden. Yeah. <laughs> jump in. He jump in. jump in and tell me I'm bad. Like, I, I know. I'm sorry. I'm jumping in on this one. But um, I did the double down, double brown thing, and it was awful. It was one of the worst things I've ever had. I just I'm sorry. It. Yeah, because yeah, you gave us a double brown, but we tried it. We gamely tried it. But we what did you really hate about it? it? It was too. It was too sweet. There was nothing sharp in the beer that, that got rid of the grease. I yeah. needed. I needed something to get rid of the grease. That was all. Right. That's interesting because I find that the ultra carbonation of a double brown with bugger all maltiness to cushion it does give me the acidity that cuts the grease for me. But my kind of grease intake is probably higher than the normal person's. I threshold think if it doing. was called two chickens. Or something like that. The double down. Yes. If yeah. the double down was called two chickens, yeah. you would not like it half much. I think you just love. Oh the no, half of it is the don't. Yeah, half of it is the pun. Like that's why I did it. The play on words is why you want to eat the double down, double brown. Um, but uh, that's marketing, me, though, right? Yeah. That's the double brown, double down. Sorry, gives you fatty, salty, spicy. The double brown gives you sweet, acidic, and that is the whole gamut covered, and that comes together amazingly. But I mean, the thing that I really, really, really love about it is if you drink something like a double brown, you um, have to, you're forcibly reminded that this is beer to so many people. Like if the majority of the population are told to picture a beer in their mind, it is closer to that mm. than any of the stuff that we normally drink. Mm. And you have to use that information to recalibrate your brain as a beer nerd. 
you know, you can't talk about things as relatively easygoing if you're talking to the kind of person for whom double brown I, is beer. But I think also you work in the behind the bar. Yeah. So you you feel you need that touchdown. Yeah. I'm, I, you I'm, can I'm you a, can forget. I'm happy yeah. knowing that that's out there. I yeah. don't need to recalibrate. Yeah, I suppose wine nerds don't feel like they need to drink something out of a box every now and then just to recalibrate. Well, yeah, that's the interesting thing, and, and but it comes back to I guess we want beer to be democratic and not as pretentious as wine. Yeah, true. And then we try and and this is making a horrible generalization of of all people involved in beer, but we do then turn into snobs. Yeah. Yeah, we're all wankers at the end of the, the day. The thing that freaked me out about Double Brown is how profoundly unsatisfying it is. Like, you drink a whole can of it and, and you're thirstier than when you started. Like, it is like, it's in my diaries. It's like taking lungfuls of deoxygenated air. You know, you are doing the motion that should get you some kind of satisfaction, and there's just nothing there. And it freaks me out that for some people, a night drinking 24 of them is somehow satisfying. You know, mm, it's not satisfying. You've just played a lot of drinking games along yeah, the way. Probably. Which was, yeah, that's... Yeah. I, I think f- f- the, the reason it's satisfying is because it doesn't taste of anything. Yeah. Do you really want to drink a double brown right now? I have so oh many my Lord. just in the kitchen at Goldings right now. All right. Well, <laughs> I'll be heading to Goldings later on. I'll put one in the fridge. Um, because it's, it's, as I said, this is that's what I grew up drinking as a teenager. Yeah. And it's good to go back it. there. It's yeah. good to go back there. And, yeah, when I was last back, I had a lion brown and, and I, I always hate my... my <laughs> non-beer friends god that's so weird to say but my friends yeah and because <laughs> they are my friends they're still people <laughs> yeah and they were you know my my closest friends yeah um and i went back and thought, oh we've only got lion brown they're really apologetic i'm like yeah i really i feel uncomfortable when people like, do that I'm, I'm sitting in the sunshine right now yeah. i'm catching up with you i'm um you know your kids are playing in the yard yeah. this is not don't apologize for the situation this yeah. is a great situation i'm happy to be here like my my dad would always have uh, some kind of mass market pale lager in the fridge. He yep. wasn't picky. He was price sensitive. He didn't drink the cheapest, but he had a few that he liked and he'd buy whatever of those was cheapest and they'd be in the fridge. And so people would see me check in on Untapped, you know, when I'm out at my parents' house and there'd be a Stella Artois or a Carlsberg or something like that. And everyone's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Hanging out with my dad. Yeah, I'm drinking a beer. And it's the beer he drinks. Yeah. I'm not a snob about it. It's still yeah. tasty. It's still nice to hang out. Jesus, like calm down, people. Like not every beer you have has to be a... You know, a watercolor painting of flavor. <laughs> Sometimes fizzy and nice situation is perfectly good. So now, you- I'm conscious we're getting up to just under an hour. Yeah. What are your guys? Uh, let's wrap this up. What, what? How do you think beer is going? What do you think in the next year? If we if we do this in a year's time, because yep. a year ago we pretty much did this. Yep. Let's, let's do this do in a year's lockdown. time. Yeah. And and yep. what do you guys want to be saying? Um, I want to see more interesting little things that are just kind of local nice things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something really enjoyable about uh, different regions having different things going on. Not every brewery has to get big enough, fast enough that it can put all its beer in all of the supermarkets all over the place. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to feel like I'm missing out on more. Um, and I am missing out on a lot. Like you look down at what's happening in Christchurch and there's all sorts of interesting things that aren't making it up here. Even Auckland being here today, down. you're missing out on... Yeah. You know, you're not going to drink every beer and there's so many amazing yeah, beers. exactly. So, yeah. But I really love seeing the scene thrive yep. and I don't mind missing out. So yep. that's 
like the FOMO thing. FOMOB. I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> what's wh- what could we change it to to be like just the the excitement of missing out? <laughs> you know, knowing that if you ever visit there, you're going to have something yeah, new to you. Exactly, and everyone there is having a great time. And you know, I want more people to write about it and tell me about it. And people shouldn't think that it's some kind of competition. There's a little bit of I don't know. It's one of those things. I'm I'm probably quite sensitive to it. I can pick up a tiny undercurrent of animosity between the beer centres here, mm. which just shouldn't happen. Well, there's that debate, and this is a whole other podcast probably, but the, the debate about craft beer capital Yeah, where Nelson and Wellington have a bit of a beef. Yeah. It's like, God damn it, I love going to both those places. I don't yeah. give a shit who has the craft beer capital title. Yeah. I just want to drink beer at both places. Exactly. And they're different places and long may they ever be different places. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'd hate I'd hate to go to Nelson Yeah. And just be surrounded go by to the garage fr- project and parrot dog and yeah, go to the free house in Nelson. And for those people yeah. that, that don't know and I I love this place, so I want to talk about it. It's an old church. It's an right? old church with yeah. a beautiful grounds, a beautiful and sitting there in the sunshine and the la- the only time I've ever been there, like we were there a couple of times over the weekend. There was some reggae playing because we're in New Zealand. That's what we listen to in New Zealand. Sorry. <laughs> no, I like reggae. Uh, so I'm fine with that. Um, we do that horrible barbecue reggae though. Like real boring reggae. <laughs> I don't want to. That's a whole different conversation. <laughs> um, but I was drinking, God, I think I was drinking a Townsend on yeah. a hand pump and a pint, yeah. like a golden ale in the sunshine, listening to reggae. And the, this is great. It's like this, it doesn't exist in Wellington. It doesn't exist in Melbourne. Yeah. This is a Nelson thing, and that's why I guess what you're saying is you yeah. you can't you recreate, and we don't need and don't to recreate try. that. Don't yeah. try, don't try and get everything everywhere. Yep. Don't try and make a Christchurchy pub in the middle of Wellington. Mm. Don't try and you know just let everyone just be themselves. And that's the other thing. I need to get out more. I don't earn a hell of a lot of money bartending, so it's hard to do. <laughs> but every time I manage to do a little trip, not a beer trip, but a little trip where there's good beer as part of it. Every time I do that, I think I should do this more. Is what you're saying you want something genuine? Yeah. Rather than something to be something else? Yep. Yeah. Uh, we have a – I mean, we're blessed with a very, a very genuine market. Mm. You know, it's the, the bullshit detector that I have is very twitchy and sensitive. Yep. Um, but in the scheme of things, I mean, I am really picking at the margins when I get worked up about the things that I get worked <laughs> up about. There's mostly a very genuine kind of thing. Um that just makes me want to pick out the nonsense even more because we could actually get we could eradicate it. You know, it's like <laughs> it's like the one little holdout of smallpox. It's like this is the time to really worry about smallpox. <laughs> like, let's get it gone <laughs> before um, we get into smallpox. Yeah, George, uh, I'm going to go the other way. I reckon uh, we're homogeneity. Gonna, well, we're, no, uh, we're, we're, we're going to start seeing the British invasion. It's, we've got to start getting British beers over here. Yeah. We're sending so many New Zealanders over there. It's interesting. New Zealanders pushing hard into the British market, yeah. right? Well, I, I, I don't know. It feels like it. It's like it, like if you look at like, what do they call them? The beer New Zealand beer collective. collective? Yeah. Yep. So for those who don't know, that's Tuatara Renaissance Yeasty Boys. Yeasty Boys. Someone else. Think that's it. No, I think there's four, four or five. No, now, three boys. No. Three boys are in it. there. Yeah, three considering boys. Considering Townsend's is now buddied up with Tuatara. Yeah, uh, so I don't know if they are officially yet. Might get but grandfathered in. But yeah, so we on the the tweets and you know around the taps, you're hearing about how well the New Zealand beer is being re- received uh, in the UK and 
you know, uh, Yeasty Boys seems to just be going, you yeah. know, leading the charge. I mean, mainly so because... Can we, can we see some kickback, please? Well, I, I think it's got to come. Yeah. You know, as, well, as they come back, they'll start talking up and you'll get the, the British brewers coming back over here to do collab beers. Today we can get a Beavertown beer. Yeah, we can get a Thornbridge Jaipur, which I... That's an amazing... Have you that, ever had a Thornbridge the, Jaipur? Yeah, that was a yeah. very Such formative a good beer. beer for me. That, when my Malthouse days, we imported a bunch of Thornbridge okay. through the Kelly Ryan connection because yep. he used to work there. Um, and we talked about that on the, on the last podcast as well, and that's that lean IPA, which yeah. probably yep. New Zealand palates are ready for. And that beer has never really taken off in Australia. Uh, Jaipur, send yeah. it over here. We will smash it in no time. Yeah. Oh, it's good. I can find it on shelves all the time. So yeah. it's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> you keep it to yourself. Yeah. But yeah, I, that, that company who's bringing those in is, is doing well. Beatik. They, they think, took yeah. over Brewdog and yep. all that kind of thing. Yeah. So, so I, I think it's you've got to get something flowing the other way. Yep. Um, and I think just as... Uh, you know, social media continues to grow. You get more people coming back from overseas. You're going to start seeing more stuff coming out of yep. New Zealand. I mean, we're sending out so much stuff that it's got to start coming the other way. New Zealand has definitely, like, disproportionately in Melbourne, it feels like all the New Zealand breweries are local breweries to yeah. us because yeah. we know them all so well and they're always over there and their beers are everywhere. We talked about that a little bit last time where <laughs> if you're the small country, it's relatively easy to do that. Yep. When you're the big country, there's less pressing need because your immediate environs can soak up all of your production no problem yeah um definitely so i think we will always be at the narrow end of that because this is the tiny country at the bottom of the world but yeah there needs to be some tactical bring in a couple of breweries products do it well give them a proper foothold maybe it's beaver town maybe it's but we're seeing it at the moment with the west coast american stuff yeah true. there's a strong Mm. steady flow of it coming in yeah and you get a company like beer without borders who kind of specialize in in that you know they used to do a much broader um suite of imports they worried a lot about scandinavian beer and japanese beer and they had some east coast american beer and i think i'd have to run the numbers on it but i think their portfolio has went right down to it feels like west coast Mm. And now you, like I saw behind the bar at Mold House, you can get a sculp and grapefruit in a can. Yeah, yeah. You can't get that in Australia, and that's a Pretty beer great. that I want to get in a. Yeah, sculp yeah. great. Um, all right. Well, we're going to wrap this up and just go have a beer or something. Yeah, let's, let's not do this on microphone. Uh, <laughs> such a pleasure to have both of you on the podcast. I I think this was one of the best chats we've ever had, and I feel awesome. like we, we could do this for three hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> extended edition. Uh, yeah, DVD special. Um, yeah, thank you so much. No, thank you for, for joining uh, us. Thanks for the invite. I enjoy, uh, look forward to listening to the episode. Long will be downloading onto my podcast. The crossover. Yeah. Um, where can we find you guys? For people that don't know your podcast. Podcast.beardiary.nz. I recently cool. got a much better URL. That's so a good URL. That's, that's nicer to say. Plus it's on the iTunes. We're on iTunes. Um, it, there's an RSS feed on the main side of the blog. And it's super easy. And at Beer Diary Pod. Oh, uh, yes, yeah. on the tweets, at Beer Diary Pod. Which doesn't have any followers, so jump on board and follow that one. Yeah. It's yeah. just kind of, we set it up as a, if you want to follow the podcast and don't want to see <laughs> pictures of my cat and my dog. Yeah. You guys do like a dog and a cat. <laughs> Uh, oh, wow. Tweet, which I, I do also quite like as well. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, thank you very uh, much. Like us on Out of a Time as well for ours. Uh, thank you to Toe Hider and buy the new Toe Hider EP. And for those that listen to the podcast that don't follow social media, the band that I forgot that the drummer on the new Toe Hider EP was from, Black Sabbath. I forgot about oh, Black Sabbath. Black <laughs> yeah. Sabbath. <laughs> right. So <laughs> much that little band. Yeah, yeah. yeah your small Shout band could. 
Black freaking Sabbath. <laughs> I remember Dio and I forgot Black Sabbath. Uh, I probably lose so many middle points you right do. now. Um, but yeah, thanks to Hyder and, and check out the new EP. Thanks everyone. Yeah.